0: This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing back my fellow Strong Islander, independent operator, the General Fitness 07, Tony, Push Fitness, Queens, Long Island, and beyond. Welcome to the Halo Talks, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. So give us a little background uh, on how you got into the fitness industry and turned this uh, passion into profession, my friend.
1: Okay. So briefly, uh, I started off when I was a young kid, 16 years old. I am now 41 years old. I was uh, 285 pounds and I was looking for a health club to join. And I joined the gym and my passion just became very strong with helping people and making people feel comfortable in an environment, especially, you know, people that were overweight and walking into a club and feeling comfortable. So I got a job at a gym, which at the time was called General Fitness Center, GFC. Hmm. I started working there, and my passion was always to make the club better. It was, at the time, 20 years ago, it was a, more, of a, more of a lifter's gym. And uh, I just kind of wanted to always turn it around. My, my idols of health clubs have always been more of like an Equinox type of gym, David Barton from back in the days, there was another one, which I can't remember. But anyways, I always liked a luxury gym. So I wanted to do a luxury gym at an affordable price for people. So,
0: you know, as you take a look at, um, you know, what the build-out costs are, are on an Equinox or what they were on a David Barton, you know, how did you think about reverse engineering that experience um, you know, I've been to your clubs. They, they, they're pristine. They're, you know, almost like a work of art Thank you. at a Thank reasonable price. Um, that. yeah. So you've definitely executed on the vision there. Um, you know, for the, for the groups that are out there listening, who are trying to either, you know, renovate their clubs or build a new club, you know, what are some of the big CapEx items that you've kind of like reverse engineered? and say, Hey, look that you can spend a lot of money on this, but I just spend money on the places I need to.
1: So exactly. I mean, we all know that the first area, uh, first couple of areas that you need to work on is your first impression. And that's when you first walk into the club, Uh, locker rooms, sales offices, you know, if they have classes, classroom, we, so basically, I mean, when we build out the gyms, we build out the gyms. No I mean, we, we, we definitely build it out to the extreme, but it's all the type of materials you pick out, and the biggest thing that I highly, highly suggest is that whoever's opening up a health club is that they invest the money into a good interior designer. A, a good, an interior designer, they definitely always take things to the next level, and you just have to see their vision on what they, what, what, what they want to do to the club.
0: Gotcha. So, you know, when you take a look at going into markets like Queens, as an example, you know, you got to kind of sometimes take your, your your parking hat off and say, you know, look, there's going to be a certain amount of people that are, are just going to walk here, a certain amount of people are going to take, you know, bicycles or buses or what have you. So how do you think about, you know, scoping out new locations? I don't think the technology is ever really there to the point where you could say, okay, like, I got enough data. Like, part of it's just kind of trust in your gut and your experience. So how, how do you think about well, that?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, wow, you just brought back uh, a good memory. I mean, our first location was in uh, Fresh Meadows. Yeah. And there was actually, there wasn't actually any park there except for street parking. And at the time, I had had a lot of gym owners. I mean, I was about maybe 27 years old, my first big investment. And I had a lot of gym owners saying that I was going to fail and because of the parking. So that just made me, you know, want to basically like build a club as beautiful as possible. And, uh, attract the people in Queens, people are used to parking. So that was the main reason why, you know, I was like, I ended up going for it. Cause you know, Queens, isn't like long Island. People are used to looking for a parking spot.
0: Gotcha. You know, as you built multiple clubs, um, you know, what, what drove you to do that? Was it, um, you know, I've, I've figured this out. I'm going to go build more locations. Was it more of a, you know, like an Excel model. Hey, if I do this, I can get to X or is, is it just more of your we, you know, personality?
1: We, well, yes. Yeah, so what happened was, is, uh, we opened up the club in, uh, in fresh Meadows, And from there we remodeled our club, uh, GFC at the time. Now it's called push fitness as well. And then we just went, I basically, I actually kind of the third location, which is in new High Park it was a mom and pop gym i went in there i uh walked in there and i just sometimes feel the potential i uh if i walk into a club that's been operated by owners that have owned it for 10 20 years and if they're able to survive on um, those 20 years on the way they were running the club i sometimes i'm like this club has huge potential with me going in there and uh renovating it and running it the way we run our clubs. So
0: when, when you walk into a location such as that, um, you know, there there are certain operators that'll say, look, I got to start with my own footprint. Uh, I don't want to take any over anybody's liability. Um, it's sometimes hard to come to a deal economically with someone that wants to sell when you're like, Hey, look, that's great that you got this membership base, but I got to put like a half million bucks in this club. And that's basically coming out of your pocket. So how did you think about that for some of our, you know, listeners that that are looking at buying a club and, you know, trying to figure out what the right methodology is?
1: I mean, yeah. So basically, I mean, it all starts off with price and what they're asking for a club. And, you know, if you're walking into a gym and you need 500,000, and just renovations, and then you have to spend another six, seven hundred thousand dollars in in equipment. You're looking at a huge investment. Plus, now you have to buy the owner out. I mean, we all know that it's all, you know, a business is based on numbers and and uh what they met. So they could ask for crazy numbers, but if they're ready to go out of business, you're 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 basically saving them. And that's kind of what I did with uh with the one location that we took over the third location and I saw the potential in it. And once again, I just went into it and remodeled the whole entire thing, re, top to bottom. And, you know, it was a good success. So what was, the, did it.
0: Yeah. What, what was the impetus to always stay independent, run your own brand? I'm sure you probably, people have come to you and said, Hey, why don't you rebrand to, huh. Planet Fitness, Crunch Fitness, you know, you have a laundry list of names. and You're like, hey man, I'm good.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. So number one is our our theme is a luxury gym at an affordable price. Uh I I just I, I just basically you know the things that we do. I feel like we have a pretty good system, and I. Uh, don't really like the franchises. Yeah. I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know what else to say on that.
0: No, I mean, that that's, I mean, also there's really not a luxury affordable concept. They're all either HVLP or HVLP 2.0. So, so
1: so there is, there is a lot of clubs that, yeah. I mean, nowadays, I mean, everything's changed now. Now, when someone's joining a gym and our price point on an average is say $50 a month, people walk into a club at $50 a month and automatically they think that's expensive because they're used to seeing gyms at nine 99, 19 99. Um, uh, so we really, when we sit down with our, you know, new members, we basically sell them on how nice it is to walk into a gym. That's not overcrowded. That doesn't need 10,000 members. Uh, that's clean. That's neat. That's respectful. Um, all those things to me matter a lot i'd rather have less members and have a clean well-maintained health club gotcha so and i feel like there's there's unfortunately which is sad to say you know there's there's no health clubs that are like that anymore i mean now you you're selling you know 999 1999 and that's all they have to offer and i mean i could at least speak for the clubs that are in new york city i, I don't know you know other states, but from what I've seen that's around the areas, I mean, the gyms are only good for the first two years, and then they just don't get maintained. We constantly maintain our gyms every single year. You could walk into one of my locations that's 12 years old. You walk in there, and it looks brand new. It looks brand new. It looks like we just opened up, and that's basically my main focus every day. It's just making sure that we're, you know, keeping the part. And all of our equipment and aesthetics.
0: So m- moving to building a team, you know, we get a lot of people that come to us and want to go from one club to, to a multi-club and they give us a uh, org chart and they say, Hey, I need to hire these six people in these six functions. I need a CFO. I need a chief marketing officer. I need a COO. You know, you, you're a guy that's, you know, on the front lines, and you kind of could yeah. feel like where I need support. So, how did you think about building your team versus you know a more traditional like academic approach to it?
1: So, I tried. I tried building a team. I tried to get a district manager that goes around health uh, the health clubs and stuff like that. But uh, me and my other business partner, we basically manage and we we do all that. Uh, you know, we have a sales team. We have a personal training department. And we just, every day, go, we, we we go to different locations every single day, and we're just making sure people are reaching their numbers and maintaining the clubs to where we want them.
0: Gotcha. How, how important, from, from your standpoint, given that you're nestled in a number of pretty tight, densely populated areas, you know, the traditional member referral versus, you know, maybe more guerrilla marketing tactics or, you know, SEO, what, what's been... Your we do
1: well, yeah. So we basically, I mean, I mean that that all has changed in the last couple of years. We we get a lot of our, you know, we do a lot of that through Instagram, Facebook. We have a company that works with uh, taking care of all of our online stuff, bringing uh, traffic to our uh, website, and we get our leads from our website. And the biggest thing where we get our our members from is our reputation. People know that when they walk into a push fitness club, they're going to be walking into a comfortable environment, a nice environment, a clean environment, and, you know, a great staff as well.
0: Yeah, so post-COVID, what are some of the things that you're most excited about or any kind of new equipment or programming that you put in? We're, we're forecasting a, a very, very strong 2022 and trying to get people that maybe have kind of taken down the barriers of understanding, Hey, it's not that hard to work out. Like you have worked out on your app. It's almost like we've primed you to actually come into a bricks and mortar facility and get to all the benefits
1: of that. So basically, uh, you, did you say before COVID or after COVID? No, so, after like now, you know, what oh, are you most yeah, excited so now, about? So I mean, what we did was, I mean, I mean, I mean, listen, it was a stressful six months to all uh, all gym owners and what we went through and, you know, still having to pay rent and f- just fighting through it. And and thank God, you know, we had five locations. We pushed, we, we pushed, <laughs> we pushed yeah. through it and we made it. Uh, but when we, you know, we were always, you know, we were do people wear masks and do people don't wear masks. So. When it came down to the guidelines and everything like that, and we saw it, we were actually really happy that we almost did 90% of the stuff that they were requiring before COVID. Mm-hmm. So we're always on our game. You know, we changed our filters, the MERV 13 uh, filters. We also, I installed, um, it's called it's called iWaves. So basically what it does is they get installed in our air conditioning units. So we install them in every single AC unit in our clubs. It disinfects the air, kills bacteria and viruses 24-7. So that was uh that was actually, and that 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 wasn't, you know, we didn't need to do that, but I'm always I always like to be three steps ahead. So we installed all that. We actually have it, it's a system that you that you install and it's it's there until. You know, it's not something that you have to do every every year, every two years. It's I, I believe you get like five years out of it. So that that itself and advertising that really made my customers feel very comfortable. Um, our customers, a lot of our customers. I mean, every gym took a hit. I'd be lying if I said we didn't. Uh, but our customers definitely felt comfortable coming back. To our clubs because they knew our reputation, which was, you know, keeping the club clean and people respecting our, our health clubs when they are working out. So they felt good. We did take a hit, but we've we've slowly are building back and hoping by January of next year, we'll you know we'll be back pretty close to the numbers that we were at.
0: That's great. So if you were to uh, be a mentor. Uh, to someone who had one or two clubs and they said, look, I'm devoted to the next 20 years of my life. I'm staying an independent operator. I want to get to 10 locations because that's my personal and professional goal. What would be some of the, you know, takeaways or advice that you'd give to that person?
1: Okay. So I would definitely First, start off by saying, taking it slow, seeing how your first, your second, your third goes, waiting a little bit because, you know, 10 was my goal. I wanted to have 10 clubs, but obviously a lot of people think that running health clubs is an easy business, but it's not, especially when you run it the correct way. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm all for that. Definitely but just definitely taking it slow and just see how your first, second, third, if you're at three, just see how your numbers are going because you could lose, you could basically lose focus on your other clubs. I see it all the time. I see, um, gym owners that are, you know, opening one after the other, and then they forget about their first, second, third location that actually got them to open up more clubs. And you go back to those clubs and, Equipment needs to be redone. You need to start remodeling over there. They just lose, you know, they they basically forget about their first clubs.
0: Yeah, I see a lot of people that uh, view growth always as an opportunity and not as like a personal threat to their business. Uh, And I do think going slow. And then, I don't know, from my standpoint, when I've looked at opportunities, I feel, you know, in your gut when it's time to grow. Yeah. Is that kind of what
1: happened on your end? Uh, it did and it didn't, you know, I, I, uh, hmm. I should have, I should have maybe stepped back, uh, and not had jumped to four and five very quickly. Uh, four and five obviously was, you know, four and five happened and COVID then happened. So I don't know, maybe I'd be thinking a little differently if COVID never happened, but, sometimes, you know, I, I do wish that I, I would have went a little slower and thought a little bit better on my locations. I did create, you know, more work for me. So it just, it, it really depends on, you know, people's goals. My goal was definitely to have a lot, not a lot, you know, 10 sounded nice, maybe five, five to eight, but I, I'm thinking a little differently now. And I just want to focus on my gyms and uh, putting the love back in there. And who knows, maybe there will be a sixth one, but as of now, like I just, the focus has to be in the clubs that I have.
0: Yeah. I I think that's great advice. What have you found recently with rehiring staff or maybe trying to find great instructors that were at boutiques and haven't found a new home yet, or, you know, there's obviously a lot of government programs and, People doing things online that have uh, not jump started them to come back to to actually get a job again.
1: Yeah, so that actually has been so our our, our I mean for every gym owner, uh, I believe you know uh, we we were stressing out in regards to rent and everything like that, and and we finally open up, and the another big challenge was trying to get everybody to come back. And, uh, no one, you know, I would say, you know, maybe 50% of people came back, but that was, that's been the hardest thing is instructor trainers, fortunately, they were making more money, they're making more money collecting. And that's, that's been the biggest challenge for gyms, for people that own restaurants for, I mean, everyone, everyone. That's, and, and we're still going through that We're still yeah, going feel, through that
0: I feel like when they put out all these government programs they uh, view it as a, um, a as a, a as a trampoline just to help people kind of jumpstart what they're doing. instead it turns into like this comfortable sofa that people stay on. The, the, yeah, the point and- is put some money in their pockets so you can you know cover your you know some of your expenses but, but don't use that as a substitute for getting a job
1: it's 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 really sad it's it's sad that you know that money was given to help people out while their while their job was shut down but you know it was okay your your business is back open number one we should be very happy that they're back open number two is let's go in there and kick ass and 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 build a business back together but I don't know I mean people don't you know. Uh, it was more like negotiating on, uh, uh, you know, oh, I don't want, I'll come back after, after uh, unemployment's over. And it's like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, we right. need you now. We, we need, we need to open up our doors. We need someone to open up the gym at five in the morning. We need someone to close. We need, we need someone to clean this gym even more now than ever. And I, you know, even with cleaning, you know, cleaning people and salespeople and, you know, thank God, and I'm very grateful that a lot of our main employees came back. But our biggest hit was, you know, instructors. Yeah, yeah, instructors, that, and, been, and it's been a the you know Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's, it's you know we're having classes over here, and you know the attendance went down definitely. It's starting to build up, but you have instructors that are teaching, you know, people out in the park, and you know. Whatever they're doing, I don't know, but they're, they're, they're doing their business outside.
0: Yeah, yeah. So in closing here, you got any good quotes that you live by or any uh, sayings that you have up on your wall or on a post-it note? Uh,
1: hmm. I actually don't. <laughs> to come <laughs> to think of it, no. Uh, what's the push mission statement? My push fitness is... Uh, Fitness meets elegance, and that's what we stay strong with. And That's, a, that's we, the quote, then right there. Fitness fit, meets yeah, elegance. Fitness, fitness meets elegance, and uh, we have been doing that for 12 years. We've been awesome. doing that for 12 years. I love doing it. I love, you know, I, I, I intend to talk a lot about maintaining a gym and uh, keeping, you know, y- Equipment, keeping the gym clean more than sales. But I really think that if you have, a, if you have a nice gym and you keep it clean and you have a great staff, the sales come in, you just yeah. got to wow people. And that's why I love doing. All
0: right. Said very elegantly. Good to see you again. Look forward to seeing you in person. Thanks yes. for coming on to talk. Yes, Thank you. Uh, we will be as helpful as we can to you. In all your endeavors, and uh, look forward to uh, getting a workout in when I uh, when I'm back in the city. You got it. Come see me. Awesome, bro. I want
2: to thank my friends at Burn B R R R N for sponsoring this podcast. They are the innovative company behind the world-renowned Burn Board. Many of you don't know, I was one of the top roller hockey players in all of Nassau County back in 1988 to 1990. If I had a burn board, watch out. I would probably be an NHL legend. Got a seven-day free trial on their on-demand library of hundreds of workouts. $30 off the purchase. Check it out at shop.theburn.com. We'll have it in the show notes use the checkout code halo and go burn it on the burn board ice hockey in your living room at home fitness low cost low tech low impact go halo burn it up